0: Let's talk about films and shit. Your own trap! Um, Before we start, do you want to read the drinking game rules that I made?
1: I will, yes. Or should I do that? should I intro us in, then do the drinking game? Or should I do this- this should be just be the opening. Cold open. I think this-
0: sh- I think this should maybe be the cold open.
1: All right. So this is this is these are the drinking the drinking game. Princess Bride. Drink, spoiler. We're talking about Princess Bride. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm so good at this. Uh, so drink. No, that doesn't count. That was a funny comment. That wasn't self-deprecating. I haven't even gotten to that yet. Let me get there first, Maddie. It doesn't count because I haven't gotten there first. All right. So these are the drinking game rules that Maddie came up with. The first one is every time you directly quote the movie. The second one is every time I am self, uh, self-deprecate, which I do very often. Uh, every time you come back to the main topic from a tangent, Jesus, weird. This is we're gonna have a headache in the morning. Uh, every every time Maddie is bossy or takes over hosting, I want to say I did not write this list. So I'm not being mean to Maddie. She wrote this list herself.
0: Uh, I had to have one that was mean for you and mean for me. Like I, I couldn't call you and on out on self deprecating and not do something about myself.
1: I mean, the self deprecating <laughs> is not really mean. It's just true. But, but <laughs> I'm also my...
0: bossy and take over.
1: Yes, That's you are. You are re- true. <laughs> yes, that is true. I wasn't gonna say it, but you said it. So um, every every time Hudson has a cameo, so Hudson is uh, Maddie's golden golden retriever, which he had a couple true. cameos
0: last time had way too many cameos last time yeah he i mean we could have this as co-hosted as hudson tiberius clark but you know he. i mean maybe
1: he might be a better co-host for you he's he's definitely a more adorable co-host
0: that's Uh, that's fair he's cuter than most everything
1: Yes. Uh, so the next rule is every time Star Wars comes up, to be honest, I'm going to try and avoid talking about Star Wars because it makes me mad and it has for the past <laughs> month, but it's going to come up. I know it is the next one is one that I have a problem with. This is more for me than Maddie. Every time Adam <laughs> Driver comes up, although you almost have as big of a
0: problem as I do, but it's not that. Serious. Especially because you you like make it a bigger problem. Like I, I do make it a bigger in. problem. I do. That's what I do. That's,
1: I, I bring everybody in. And then uh, the last, the last rule of drink for every second, Maddie goes over the 30-second summary, which we will be getting to shortly, uh, which the last time, yeah, you you did kind of go over, then you did it in like 20 seconds.
0: I did. I, no, I, I think I did it because well, this is the type of like human I am. I should have practiced, and then I did it in like 29 seconds, almost even. Like, I was practically... Yeah, you like-
1: like perfect like you were practically perfect that second time
0: so Uh, i I do have huh oh go ahead (laughs) i do have um a little bit of a different way i want to do my 30 second summary because this movie is a little special and a little different if that if i can if i can be bossy and i'll take a drink but
1: um do only you have to take a drink or i have to take a drink with your bossy too right yeah, we're, we're we're you know, we're like you what's said the, we're tag like, teaming.
0: What's the what's the aces it's not the aces, the um the king's rule? Like I have eight no is idea. Eight? You're my eight for you're
1: my mate for the Oh, I you, um, you, to be honest, you could have just made that up cuz I have no idea and I would have been like, "Oh yeah, Maddie said mate is eight and she said I was eight or something." So now we're tag teaming this drinking game.
0: Okay. So I I am going to do the 30-second summary a little different, where I want to do a summary, and every second I'm under the 30-second summary, I want to bank that time and add it to my other 30-second summary.
1: So you have two 30-second summaries.
0: That's just movie quotes.
1: (laughs) Okay. And I don't know if you can hear it. My upstairs neighbor is hammering right now. Can you hear that? What's
0: happening? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I "I I don't know what's... All right, I think they're done. Okay. That's Sorry. That sounded kind of like a hammer being put down. Yeah, it's it's above me <laughs> That's too. They were our- it sounds like insane.
1: That's cuz I have a quality uh, microphone I got for Christmas. I'm just saying, boom. Gets oh, all that, that, that audio, wonderful. baby.
0: I know. <laughs> um all right. So, I want to I want to bang. I want to try to do Can I just do all this in a minute? And anything I go over in a minute, we'll drink four, which might be bad. Fine, I, think it's I mean, it be way more than a minute. It I may mean, be way more than a minute. It is the
1: thirty-second summary, but not the minute summary. But fine, we will do a minute.
0: But my actual but on summary to be really short. Okay, so
1: we're doing the first one's long. The first one, you have a minute, and then I'm I'm gonna stop you, or should I just should okay. I just tell you how much you no, went over? Just
0: time it, just time it. Yeah, and then we're gonna drink, But right. alcoholic.
1: Yes. That's. I mean, you know, I'm not saying I am one, but no, I'm just kidding, Mom. I'm just kidding. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're doing the minute one first.
0: Yes. Yes. You okay. Do we count you down? Because I'm. Okay. I'm gonna. Hold on. Now, hold on, go on. One. It, it sounds like I can. It's on,
1: it sounds like they're they're sawing through my roof right now. Hold on one second. I'm very <laughs> sorry. I have no idea. It it is 7:20. What are you doing at this time of night?
0: do you know people record podcasts in their spare time?
1: Yeah, I should go up and yell it out. I'm trying to record my fucking podcast that, like, two people listen to. Can you please stop? <laughs> you know what? I don't think it's going to get any better. We're just going to do this, and then sorry. Sorry, audience.
0: Yeah, sorry. They're, sorry. like, coming
1: through my ceiling. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. All right. Um, I'll count you down for your first one. So, uh, so any second over a minute is that... That's what we're doing.
0: Yeah, unless it's like out of control. Well, let's just do it. Let's just do it. I'm nervous. If you so hit a minute 45, quotes.
1: if you hit a minute Coming 45, off. I'm stopping you. I'm going to be like, no. Yeah. All right. So this is Maddie's first 30 second summary, which is really a minute summary. All right. And Thanks, three. <laughs> You're welcome. You're very welcome. I just wanted to point out. You didn't put Courtney as snarky on your list, so I can't really help you there. No drinking. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, All right. I'm going to count you down in three, two, one, go.
0: Kid from the Wonder Years, the TV show Not the Band is sick, and his grandpa comes to read him a story. What follows is a fantasy adventure about true love in one of the most quotable movies ever. As you wish. Is this a kissing book? Murdered by Pirates is good. Anybody want a peanut? Inconceivable. I do not think that means what you think it means. Hello, my name is an eagle Montoyo. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Six times. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to kill you. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to die. Which way is my way? My way is not very sportsmanlike. Never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. As you wish. The fire swamps will never survive. Nonsense. You only say that because no one ever has. Rodents of an unusual size? I don't think they exist. I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilder to blame for it. I'm swamped. You mean he wins? Jesus, Grandpa, what did you read me this story for? I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It'll take a miracle. Let me explain. No, let me sum up. Marriage is what brings us together here today. Hello? Again, five more times. Ah, there you are. Inigo, I saw the princess stables, and there they were. Four white horses, and I thought there were four of us if we ever find the lady. Hello, lady. I took them with me in case we ever bump into each other. I guess we did. That's it. You did something right. Don't worry. I won't let it go to my head. Grandpa, maybe you can come over and read it to me tomorrow, as you wish.
1: How'd I do? Boom. A,
0: a minute 26.
1: Woo! I was, it was under four, it was under a minute forty five. I was about to say that is a lot of drinking, but also I would like to I, a I muted it because upstairs is being enormously loud. But b I muted myself. I should say I didn't mute you, but I would like to <laughs> applaud your quote uh 30 second summary because that was quite fantastic, Maddie.
0: Thank you, thank you. So that's why I rewatched the movie literally like an hour ago. I was like, I'm going to get all the quotes that I think are like. Awesome in order, and that's going to be my summary. And then I knew it was going to be way more than thirty seconds. So my real summary was (laughs) like five seconds, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Technically, you got like a you had a a really short one. Yeah, exactly.
1: Very good job, though. Are you drinking for the twenty-six seconds? To
0: like, no, we should do that though. But I mean, that's hard. Are you going to time us for the twenty-six seconds that we're in silence? No, so also, I,
1: I was about to say because this is a podcast that they can't see us. Let's just like we'll throughout just, the. It's an individual one, yeah. Yes, yeah, so right. we'll just like one throughout time when the you're night talking, we're drinking I'll for Yes, and then because this okay. is an audio medium, I feel like just really twenty six was... seconds of silence would be. <laughs> oh, Way that would be kind of funny. Could you imagine? Audio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's just it would be funny for a Yeah. <laughs> Exactly um, right. <laughs> well, that so was quite fantastic. This, I don't think anybody's done quite the the summary like
0: that. Thank you. Um, so after this, if we quote the movie anymore, then we drink. I'm not. We're not drinking for all that. No, that was <laughs> uh,
1: as soon as you started with just when you when I really took in the just quotes, I was like, oh shit! Like I was like, there's no way. By the first like twenty minutes of this, I'm gonna be like plastered.
0: Yeah, no. (laughs) And I even counted how many times he said, like, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. Go, my father, prepare to die. And (laughs) and 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 then I was like, I should Google and make sure that I didn't mess this up. And I was right, according to IMDB. (laughs) So.
1: Nice. So you got the right count. I've got that going for me, apparently. Yes. You got the right, you, you were able to get that. That's like the person that, like, did like because i think like the The departed has the most f words in a movie so someone went through and counted all the times like someone said fuck in the departed can you imagine that was your job that's
0: a lot more that's a lot more that's not anyone's job that's someone's hobby
1: they think it's a job be nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was me being mean again a rule you missed out on damn
0: that's okay. Opportunity missed
1: <laughs> for the next time. Um, so before we get into uh, more of a discussion on The Princess Bride, uh, it is February here. So on Ghostface and it, we are going to be doing uh, a month of rom-coms because who doesn't love love? So we are starting tonight, which I already spoiled and Maddie just did the, the summary for it, is The Princess Bride, which I feel like is an unconventional rom-com, but is definitely a rom-com.
0: Yeah, I mean that's fair. That it's unconventional. It doesn't like. It doesn't take place in New York or Chicago. No one's working at an ad agency or an architecture firm. Um, right. <laughs> what else?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, no, you're, the, you're, you're hitting all is... the rom
0: coms spot on. <laughs> uh, no one's plucky. Um, no, but you know. It definitely is a romantic comedy. It's a very funny movie, and it's still really funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, it's one of those, like, I, I think I was saying this before we started recording. I've seen this, like, a hundred times. I love this movie. The romance is very romantic in it. Wesley's very romantic. As You Wish, I think, might be, like, the most romantic thing in the world. I was trying to think of something that's maybe more romantic than As You Wish. Like... Besides like, I love you or something like that. But I mean, like, it's just, and the, the comedy is just so, um just so sharp. It gets like a lot of unexpected laughs. It always feels like, like, like I'm always laughing and I'm like, oh, that was, that was fucking funny. Like, I'm always surprised like that I'm laughing, if that makes sense. I'm not describing it very well, but.
0: No, you're right. And there were a couple on here, like when I was doing the, when I was doing it, that aren't ones that I remember that made me laugh. Um, that, like, were really actually important to the summary that I added. Like, the yeah. really long one at the end, where um, Andre the Giant is like, I found these four horses. If we ever find the lady, and if I ever find you guys, hello, lady. maybe we'll need them. I, the, hello lady <laughs> kills me every yeah. time. But it's not, like, one Andre- that you quote or remember too, too much, like, as you wish, or inconceivable, Right. But it's never start it's a land war really with funny. Asia. Yeah. <laughs> that one gets me that, every that. time. I got to cut a part of that. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it always cracks me up.
1: Um, but yeah, and it's it's uh it's an adventure film. Uh, this film really does have everything. It even has Fred Savage in it. I don't know what else you could ask for. I don't know how else to tell you. This movie has everything, even Fred Savage.
0: I don't know. Wait, I'm going to I'm going dis- to hard disagree. Why do you need Fred Savage? Cuz oh, are we com-
1: are we coming for Fred Savage on this podcast?
0: We're coming, well, we're coming to blows because I don't think it's like I the Wonder Years TV show does nothing for me. And the Wonder Years band is my favorite band.
1: Wow, damn. well I don't think the did the band the band and the T V show don't have anything to do with each other, do they? I think those are two very different things. One's
0: named after the other. Yeah, no, it is. It's very two different things. I was parts. just
1: I was just shouting out Fred Savage just to just to shout him out. I didn't realize are, I was I didn't realize I was hitting I'm hitting a nerve apparently.
0: Apparently. I didn't know I had this. But what I else d- does Fred Savage bring to your table?
1: I don't know. I was just trying to be funny, Maddie. Jeez, just leave me alone. God. I mean, you know. All right, I'm being bossy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I'm you, being can't just, you can't
0: mean. I'm just... being mean to <laughs> Fred <laughs> Savage.
1: I was, who's done nothing? I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now. I was just, I was going to, I was going to throw in Peter Falk as well, but I don't know if I've hit a nerve there either. So I'm going to tentatively say Peter Falk is also in this movie.
0: He is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 nerve hit there. No reaction. No reaction.
1: Here, just to add to okay. the drinking game, neither of them are Adam Driver, but they are very decent. Oh, there you go. That's fair. Alright. Oh, that was a that was a low that's that's for you, Fred Savage. I'm sorry Maddie's being this way. I got I got her back. Don't worry. Um <laughs> 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 I just I do All like right. that Sorry, you're basically like fuck Fred Savage. Like I was like, oh okay, he's like a kid in this, but
0: whatever. He seems perfectly fine to me. <laughs> I'm sure he's perfectly fine, but like what does he bring to this? He's in it for like six minutes. And like whatever. he's like, he's he's like the show. cute
1: kid. I what I got from this is you hate kids. That's what I got from this.
0: That's fair, you should know that. <laughs> because oh my to be God, fair, I, I hate kids school.
1: too. But <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear? I, to be fair, I think, again, like 10 people listen to this podcast, so I feel like you're safe.
0: Yeah, it's probably think you're good. not true. <laughs> yeah. This will be a soundbite. This, this, this is going to be my school's office. <laughs> yes. So
1: we were looking on Spotify the other day and we found that you were on this uh, podcast and said you hate children. Well, i hate it. it's specifically fred savage as a child it wasn't all really just... <laughs> that's fair
0: that is what it is it's, it's fred savage as a child
1: <laughs> well this is great i've hit on something unexpected this is always fantastic when i hit on something like this um so this okay so technically that wasn't a tangent because he is in the movie oh hi hudson okay get off
0: Sorry, everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just just heavy breathing. Yeah, Maddie, you, you can't just, every time you heavy breathe into the mic, you can't just blame it on your dog. That's unfair.
0: I am sitting in, like, a high, like, on the, like, high bar stool chairs this time instead of the couch where he can, like, jump on with me. But he's still a big dog, so, like, me <laughs> sitting on these chairs is not doing too, too much for me. Like, he still can get to me. That's um, why... But That's when, I, we, we, when I laugh, he gets, like, really interested and, like, will come over and be like, what's so funny, Mom? And then,
1: well, he, he was so. probably actually coming over and saying, yeah, fuck Fred Savage. What has he ever done for us? <laughs> yeah, Hudson, uh. agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I will be tagging Fred Savage for this episode, just an FYI. <laughs> oh, no.
0: There is that episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me where it's like titled like Fred Savage Pissed Warrior or something, like about the movie. Do you remember that? <laughs> Maybe. I don't oh, think I do. Fred my, Savage. My,
1: yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Fred Savage. I, I would like to apologize just for myself. Fred. Apparently, you have that. You have to talk to Maddie. I don't know what what's going on, but all right. <laughs> Getting back to the actual, uh, movie, um. And the thing about Princess Bride that, like we said, it is romantic comedy, but it is very distinct, I feel like. Like, the romance and the comedy are two distinct things. Like, the there's no, like, comedic situation that propels them forward, like a regular rom-com. Um, and like you said, like, the 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 lines and the dialogue in this are just very weird. I mean, you did a whole summary that's just dialogue. Uh, but the romance is very just, it's very, like, there's no other, this sounds so stupid. It's just very romantic in this. Um,
0: Uh, it is very romantic and i think like even i think even like the friendships are romantic like i think like the guys' relationship is romantic in a way right
1: yeah because
0: there's a there's a no yeah go on no no no. go ahead go ahead there's a note i have because i wanted to remember like the things that i really like and i literally wrote inigo and wesley's sword fight like and how much i love it i wrote like their discussion no 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 then I wrote foreplay. <laughs> like I they're mean learning.
1: They are From the and entire think, time. Like Yeah. No, they are. And I think they're too I mean, they're just, you know, like and I think that's part of the fun that they get out of that. Like it almost kind of reminds me of uh Captain Jack on uh Doctor Who, if that makes sense. Who just like any situation he got into he would be able like he there's no there's nothing he couldn't flirt with not to that extent yeah. but like that's what it feels yes. like
0: but it would be that nowadays yes oh like, agreed it would be way more like flirty banter which it already is in a way of them like nerding out over the techniques and and right. just like connecting it's really like so it's romantic all around, even if it's not like, uh, traditional romance. I think, like, they build these relationships immediately. Right. Well, I think it- Wesley and Inigo are, like, love at first sight of sword fighting. Yes, and I
1: think it is, yeah. I mean, it is this like you, you, you find someone that you, not a prof, sword fighting's not a profession. I'm, that sounded stupid. But like you have, you connect with someone over this love right. for something. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it did, that did sound stupid. That's not self deprecating. That would just sounded fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't. I'll I'll drink because I'm choosing to, not because of those rules, because that was fucking stupid. (laughs) Um, But you know what I mean? Like, it's something that, like, when you you find someone that has that same passion that you do, and it's not necessarily, like, there's nothing romantic interest about it, but it is almost like finding a connection and having a soulmate with something still. Because there are, I think there are, like, platonic soulmates out there. Like, and I think that that's kind of what this is like that they have a fast friendship um especially because he yeah. agrees to help very quickly later in the movie when they find out that wesley's been taken by Humperdinck which is the funniest name i gotta say i don't know who decided humperdink needs to be the last name but it, c- catch me so giggling every single funny. time
0: it is it's so funny and every name is so ridiculous or yes not, buttercup I mean, buttercup wesley is whatever Amigo, fezic, comforting. Um, and then it's the dread pirate robber. Like Which is so great. That's like the coolest name ever. It's so good. But it's it's so funny that like all like the main characters that are like normal people that you see are these ridiculous funny names, and then this like like mystical pirate has the most boring name on earth.
1: I don't know. I think that name's bad I Lubbers? might this is this is this is this is my Fred Savage hill. I'm gonna die on since you were gonna die on that hill. <laughs> I like the Dread Pirate Roberts. I think that's a cool. That's kind of a cool name.
0: It is, but it's Robert. Yeah, that's like, true. It's like not, it's not like. Well, well, well could you imagine be like Rugen, named like an animal? Rugen. Yeah, that's
1: true. It's, it is. It is fairly normal. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I, I concede. I see your point. I feel like okay. I should point out, since <laughs> since we're talking names, I feel like I should point out, though I am I'm very reluctant to do so because it brings Fred Savage back into the conversation. Is that uh, <laughs> the the Peter Falk and Fred Savage? They don't they you don't learn their names. They're just the grandson and the grandfather, I believe. I think like that's how they're listed, like that. character names. I
0: think you're... That makes sense.
1: Yeah, because I don't think because they're obviously sense, they're right? not the characters in the story, so they're just the grandson and the grandfather. Yeah, fuck you, Fred Savage. You don't even get a name. That's right. Don't worry, Maddie. I already told him for you. You're you're good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Do your friendship. You, you're welcome. This is, this is this is how I contribute to our friendship. Fuck you, Fred Savage. I, uh, I can't believe this is the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> I mean, I it wasn't you didn't choose it. I chose it for you, but it's very entertaining for me. So, it'll be coming up often. <laughs> You didn't have a court. You didn't have Hill to die on in your drinking game notes. That's a shame. (laughs) That would have been very blasted by the end of this. Um, But I do kind of want to go off what you were saying about Inigo and uh, Wesley's uh, relationship because uh, I did want to kind of talk about the masculinity and how it's portrayed in this film because you have a lot of different men in this film and they are all different uh, shades of masculinity and i don't know if you agree with that or disagree with that
0: i do agree with that um and i didn't look it up does this movie pass the bechdel test i don't think I so mean, because i think she i don't even think her mother speaks that, she talks to that woman who boos her right but right? i don't know. i'm gonna look it up but is that about a bad man because she does like say like you had true love, like, their whole conversation is, like, you're the queen of garbage because you married someone else. So that's uh, all about a man, technically, but it is kind of about her, so I'm just curious. I'm looking it up so thought, right like, now. I like, the Bechdel test is, like a, like, a hill that I'll
1: die on. Um, no, you've, You have, have your Fred it's... Savage hill, that's all you get. Sorry. You get one hill to die <laughs> on.
0: It's Fred Savage, oh, unfortunately. Oh. God damn it um I don't see we currently
1: are not passing the Bechdel test because we're just talking about Fred Savage (laughs)
0: that's fair which is (laughs) also fair like I think it's (laughs) I think there are I don't know I have trouble with the Bechdel test as like a rule but I do find it a very interesting phenomenon I don't know what you want to call it
1: yeah so the Bechdel test is I think it if I remember correctly it's Women have one line of dialogue between them that doesn't have anything to do with a man involved in the film, so it looks yeah. like
0: if I and it literally to the can it... be like your hair looks good, right? Yes. Like it's so small of a hit, like of a of a bar to jump over.
1: Yes, like we just passed the Bechdel test there. That that is literally <laughs> like that is what that is like you telling me. When we can't see each other that my hair looks good, we just pass the Bechdel test.
0: Which is so sad because it's such a low bar that there are so so many movies that can't do it.
1: So people are saying that does pass the Bechdel test because of what you said, the woman that boos her. Um, But I feel like that doesn't really count.
0: Yeah, but she does like say, like, bow down to the queen of garbage and filth and whatever. So I guess there's right. a sentence in there. All right. Let's see. Oh, about So, her. so the,
1: the the woman who boos, her name is the ancient booer, according to this article. <laughs> and the dialogue is boo, boo, boo. And the buttercup goes, why do you do this? And then the ancient booer goes, because you said you had love in your hands and you gave it up. And that is how it passes the Bechdel test. Yeah,
0: but the love is about a man, unless love is a thing. I don't know. But she technically said, boo, 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 and then
1: Buttercup said, why do you do this? So that's how it passes it. And that's enough. That's enough. Okay. (laughs) That's enough to to make it past the... But yeah, actually, that is one thing I kind of... That's one criticism I have of this movie, especially because Buttercup's such a central figure. Like, not that every... Almost almost all the men in her life make decisions for her even wesley at some point like there's like i still think wesley sees her as an equal and i i I do i do think that but like the buttercup almost doesn't seem in control of anything she seems in control of a couple things in this there's
0: a moment during um wesley fighting the rodent of unusual size which i don't know how to say the acronym no matter how many times it's said to me i can't say it back it's like the roo- it's is, like roose, the roo- roose i can't and my my mouth doesn't make those sounds correctly um <laughs> so whenever those <laughs> whenever the rodents of unusual when he's fighting them she's like kind of standing there and she never like engages in the like moment of like she she's like frozen, scared, you know. Right. And there's a lot no. of moments like that where Buttercup is just not. She's so passive, but she's meant to be dumb. Like they make dumb jokes often.
1: They do. They do make dumb jokes. And actually, I I like a man wrote the original novel and wrote the the same the author William Gold uh, Gold Goldman I think. Uh, he wrote the book and he wrote the screenplay. And then Rob Reiner um, is mm-hmm. the director. So it is. It's a lot of. I think this movie handles the men better than obviously the women, especially because only one woman really seems to have a name. The other one was the ancient booer, which again,
0: guys, or the mom for like, four seconds, like right? Fred which Savage's I, mom.
1: Yeah. Also, fuck Fred Savage, right, Maddie? Jeez, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that'll be my last. That'll be my last one. Sorry, uh, but. Like it does seem like we get all these shades of men in this film and it, it d- that's right. my one criticism of this film is that Buttercup is never really in control of her own fate. And even when she kind of is, she's just like, Well, a man will come and tell me what to do a little bit. And I don't I don't wanna I, I don't wanna undermine Buttercup because I like Wesley and I like Buttercup and I do think she's the master of her own fate at for certain things, but it does seem like the movie's just willing to be like oh just let, let i'll sit back because wesley's has this handled you know so the one criticism i have of yeah it,
0: i think i agree i agree completely yeah. um because my criticism is slightly the same and slightly different of like she's so dumb <laughs> like yeah trust. i mean
1: you're not wrong yeah and I think she it was still seem... kind of that No, she doesn't I mean like she like yeah. And it it it's unfortunately still that time of like only thirty years ago, but it's it still seems far enough that we were just like, Oh, okay, that works. Like Yeah,
0: that's fine. But
1: this it's fine. fine. No one will ever point this out but on still... a podcast thirty years from now.
0: <laughs> but I still like her. Like I don't find her unlikable in her um naivety and passivity like i no. i like it i like this movie i like the romance even though there's times where i don't i i'm not like wow that's the romance i want it's not but i just still find it romantic because it's like trophy and fun
1: yes oh 100%. You know? let me just say this criticism is very minimal because i do like buttercup and i think robin wright does a fantastic job um
0: she's and- fantastic.
1: She is fantastic. I I I really love Robin Wright. She and and I do like Buttercup. It literally was just like a small thing like as I'm watching it from like 2020, you know, like almost in my 30s and I'm, you know, like cuz we're very much in that time of we need to do better with with diversity all around. Like this movie I think could have used that a little bit, oh but God. I like what they There's did. Oh my anyone. Yeah. No.
0: So I it's think so like not diverse. I do
1: Right. I do. And I think I think it's good to have criticisms of movies that you love that are older, like uh, especially when I rewatched Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is my favorite movie of all time. There were some things Indy really wasn't didn't come across as that great of a guy a lot. So it's one of those things like I think it's you could still enjoy something, I think, and have that. And I think it's good to have those criticisms because you grow as a person but you still love these movies and there is a lot to love about the princess bride. And actually, and I do, and it actually all the shades of men we get in this movie is something I really enjoy about it because not everybody is like a manly alpha male, but they're all still strong and distinct, which I think sometimes films and television and just kind of that part of culture is afraid to lean into sometimes.
0: I like that. I think you're right. Thank you. I don't, really, thank you. I, think, I don't really have anything to add to that. I really like that. <laughs> oh, well,
1: thank you. I have my moments. There we go. That is not self-deprecating. I just want to point that out. That was No, that positive. wasn't
0: at all. I loved that.
1: Exactly. Also, just to tag onto the end, though, all the men we love, fuck Fred Savage. Awful. Awful <laughs> in this movie. Awful child actor.
0: <laughs> There's a point here where he eats a sandwich, and I don't understand, like, how he's eating it. What he's he's just—he's a kid eating a sandwich, Maddie.
1: What do you? What do you want, (laughs) Fred Savage? I am so sorry. You are quite adorable and delightful in this (laughs) film. I just—I don't know what's going on.
0: Not what you were gonna. Not what you were expecting when we started recording this, huh?
1: (laughs) No, I wasn't expecting this, but it's such a pleasant surprise. I'm gonna keep it going. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's just so funny. (laughs) <laughs> it's amu- it's amusing me to the point where I'm, like, going to be, like, Adam Driver levels annoying about it. There you go. Drink. <laughs> Boom.
0: Damn it. <laughs> uh, I had to refill my drink.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I almost just, like, so you know, I'm wine not drinking- all over everything.
0: <laughs> I'm not drinking, like, wine. So I'm going with, like, a mixed drink, which is also mixed with, like, half water. It's this drink my friend Mary's friend makes. And it's half black cherry rum and half um, cranberry juice. And then you put half of that in a cup. It's a lot of halves. And then fill the rest up with water so you stay hydrated. And it tastes like a melted red popsicle.
1: Just two things. One, you can't see my face, but I'm pretty sure I just made a face that you would make when you see Fred Savage on the screen when you describe that drink (laughs) and two I don't think adding water to the alcoholic beverage does the hydrating part for you I hate to break that oh it
0: totally does no get out of here don't ruin
1: it I I don't think I I don't think I mean I'm not trying to ruin stuff for you apparently Fred Savage already did that for this movie for you but I'm just saying I don't think adding water to it Fred Savage I'm really sorry you you've done nothing you're probably just sitting at home
0: Yeah enjoying your life this poor man is sitting at home and not trying not to be bothered by some weirdos on a podcast and his ears and then, are ringing
1: yeah he's like he's like i think like two assholes are talking about me you are right sir i'm really sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm very very sorry um <laughs> oh, we did get a little bit off on a tangent i'll give you that one um uh,
0: we really yeah, so
1: did we Take did so uh but I made a good point while we were getting on that tangent. And then I totally went off base again. Um, but I do like, I do like Wesley as the hero. And I like that. Um, I, I, I always, I love that the dread pirate Roberts uh, is like a title that's passed down from person to person. I love that. Like the, the story that made its way back was that Wesley was killed by the dread pirate Roberts, but, and then it turns out it actually is the dread pirate Roberts, but I really like Wesley as a hero. Cause I feel like he's, He's unconventional he's an unconventional hero at at the same time as being that classic hero. Um and again like I don't know if that's something like you agree with or if you think like he is like a traditional hero. Uh
0: I think he's I think he's uh ooh I kind of think he's like a traditional hero with like an edge. Does that make sense? Like he's Yeah. He's like He's swooping in at the right time. He, um, he's like got a plan. No matter what, he is like good at everything. Um, but he's really snarky. He's really mean sometimes. He's really he mean See, to her I when mean... he first comes back. And yeah, he, like, thinks she I... like. Go on. Yeah, like like
1: well, no, Do I-, I totally. I think I think there's a tiny bit of a lag so it sounds like like you've stopped talking and then I start talking and then I think like it's not good. It's my app. My app sucks. Um but it's okay. Uh, uh yeah, so it sounds like I've interrupted. I'm tr- I'm not trying to interrupt you. I'm very sorry.
0: No, Coco's the worst. <laughs> oh. God, you're making a drink. Um I know I, that was on purpose. Uh continue I know. your thought, please. <laughs> But I think, like, when he first rescues Buttercup and then he's, like, really mean to her because he's pissed. I mean, he's heartbroken. He hears that she's engaged to someone else, which also I love that it's, like, never explained how he knows with enough time to go and rescue her that she's kidnapped and, like, to be there, like, following them immediately. It's hilarious. I don't know if that's it just, like. I don't know if that's just, like, them being, like, we're just going with the fantasy, like, aspect of this, or if it's intentionally funny. Either way, it cracks me up. when um, Like, that he just knows. To, like, like, he's, like, on um, the present. <laughs> <How> <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, already. it's the Dreadfire <laughs> Roberts. Listen. And he's, like, alright, I'm so mad at her. I can't believe she's marrying someone else, but, okay, I guess I'll rescue her. Like, you know what? But, like, he was, whatever. he... he
1: He was probably having a nice weekend, like Fred Savage is doing right now, having a nice night in, and then he heard someone was talking some shit, and was like, fine, (laughs) I'm coming back, this is happening, Fred Savage, Maddie lives in New York, on Long Island, you can find her there, you're welcome. Bad friend. I am, I'm a very bad friend. Sorry, <laughs> you didn't put that again. Um, not on so the rules. Adam, you didn't put Coco's
0: a bad friend. <laughs> That's not on the yeah, rules. I didn't, I didn't. Uh, so we were talking Next about time. masculinity in the film, and my question to you is, uh, who's yes. your favorite of the men? Because I mean, like Buttercup's not your favorite. So who's your favorite character?
1: Uh, I mean, it it, it is. It's Fezzik or an I think probably an ego because I I really. I like uh, obviously Mandy Patinkin's fantastic in this, uh, and Mandy Patinkin's fantastic in a lot of things. But he's very, very good in this. Um, But I Mm -hmm. like that he is. I really like that man of honor. So I like that when he's fighting Wesley and he checks that whether or not he has the six fingers. And I like when he. I really love when he says it's it's going to be. It's a shame to kill you. Like because it is. He he does have this respect for Wesley, and he really but Wesley started this fight so Anigo's going to finish it so i do like that kind of hero where he he's not just going to kill Wesley for the fun of it but because Wesley's challenged him to this this fight to the death which ends up not being a fight to the death uh because Anigo needs to finish this this course of revenge so i really like I like the darkness in ego. I feel like sums it up really well. I like this course for revenge, but he never, he never sacrifices his, his, his self-honor for it, if that makes sense. Self-honor is a bad word to use, but, um... Like he, so like I should just say his self, yeah. His, yes, principle that's exactly the word I was looking for. I just could not find it. Uh, he doesn't sacrifice that to just because he could just become a killing machine and kill everything in his path, but instead he he tries to stay this. I think this man that would make his father proud. Um, so yeah, an mm-hmm. ego is my choice. That was a very long winded way of saying an ego is my choice.
0: I'm gonna just say an ego is my choice because I think you said everything. Um, like exactly, and like Fezzik's obviously the number two. Yes, Fezzik is very like much the, the most, number two. And the most no, entertaining, in general, is Wallace Shawn, whose name I can't remember. I like, think
1: he's like he's like Visic, or something like that. Oh, Visini, Visini, right? That's it. Yeah, I was mentioning that was that Visic is his uh, shipper name with Fezzik There you go. Boom. Mash those names together. There you go. Don't look (laughs) on my browser. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, sorry. That was a very, like, niche fanfic joke. If anybody really found that funny.
0: Sorry, Mom. I found it funny embarrassingly. Thank thank you. Thanks, Maddie. (laughs) And I just, I feel like I should also just apologize again to Fred
1: Savage. Sorry. No!
0: <laughs> Stop apologizing to Fred Savage!
1: No, it's good. Sorry, Fred Savage. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to tag him um, until he listens, at least till part of this episode, and hears that we were just, like, talking shit about him. I really want him to hear it.
0: Yeah, all right.
1: Whatever. um um i do want to hear kind of getting back on track off of our uh uh but what you were saying about wallace sean and um what is whatever his name is now i'm confused because i said the wrong name first um yes there we go not the shipper name um I do, I I do agree with you because, and I think, well, I think Wallace Shawn was like the only one they wanted for that role, if I remember reading the trivia correctly. And you can see why, like, especially because him and um him and Wesley's dialogue are so like it's so quick back and forth. Um, I I absolutely love their scene where he ends up dying because he ends up drinking out of the poison cup. Um,
0: yeah, spoiler and, alert, sorry. and sorry, uh, sorry What's his name? Carrie Elway's is so calm, and Wallace Shawn is. So manic it's like yes it's an amazing um riff off of each other in that one scene and, and robin Wright's just sitting there blindfolded yes <laughs> not doing anything no and it really is it's the, it you know, is like great... eight feet taller than him
1: yeah she's 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 a she's a tall woman she is i mean listen she's one of the two that um because she's in Wonder Woman. She plays the general in Wonder Woman. So she was one of the two, uh, characters, Buttercup and, uh, well, I should say Robin Wright and Carrie Fisher, where it's like, Oh, it's so great to see my princesses became generals, like eventually, which I always really loved. But Robin Wright Aww. is a huge, like, yeah, that's, isn't that great? I always thought that was really cool. Like it's like, it was so cool to see the princesses from your childhood become generals as adults. I always thought that was cool. But Robin Wright is, she's like, she's tall. Robin Wright is gorgeous. Like, she is just like, I get it, Wesley. I totally get it. Like, she is. She's just. But yeah, like you said, like, no, it is gorgeous. this. She is. Oh, yeah. Uh, and. It, it Yeah, everything about that scene, I think it's also a, test, it's a testament to the actors, obviously, but also to Rob Reiner, who's also really good at setting up scenes like that. But I do like that Wallace Shawn is kind of like bouncing off the wall all over the place. And like you said, Wesley's just kind of like chill. He's like, all right. We're getting there. You're going to drink that poison mm-hmm. eventually,
0: so. Yeah, like, I like I know how this song ends. Just, like, get to it.
1: Yes. I also do, uh, I do like that Humperdinck and the Count, whose name I can't, the Six-Fingered Man, I guess, he's the Six-Fingered Man that killed Anigo's um, father. I do kind of like that they are kind of the. The cow they very much are they're they're cowards. Um but we don't we don't see that a lot in films, especially with villains, because villains tend to um try and face the hero and be like, No, you're not gonna get one over on me. But Humperdink and eventually the Six Fingered Man, um, they do show themselves to be cowards, which I, I always think is interesting with this film, is that like I said, like they do show this whole spectrum of male characters in a way that's fascinating.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point. I never thought of that that they're cowards, but they really are. They don't put up too much of a fight. Once they see like where the where the chips are falling, they're out.
1: They are. And like cuz the six-fingered man, if I remember correctly, um when he's fight when it, when Anigo finally finds him and is fighting him, I think he begs for his life at
0: one point. Um which he does. Cuz Anigo uh, yeah. says, "Beg me, promise me." Um ask me to spare you i can't remember does he kill him does, i was just watching i think it. He, he does
1: ki- i think he does kill him and it but it is so interesting that that the six-figured man sees that he's lost and, and and instead of trying to fight him be like no i'm gonna you know like die like a man he 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 tries to save his own life and he's very selfish in that moment And, but he begs for his Mm -hmm. life and he ends up dying anyway. So I just, I've always thought it was interesting that the, because Prince Humperdinck, he doesn't really do anything. He, he commands everybody else to do stuff for him. He's not a very, he's not like a traditional manly man. And he, he very much like the minute that Wesley is like, you go sit over in that chair when Wesley's been brought back from death. um, And, Mm -hmm. and Humperdinck just kind of concedes and, I I've just always found it interesting that the villains in this are villains until they're very selfish villains. Cause they realize they're about to die and they're just like, Oh, I don't, I don't want, I don't want any part in this villainy anymore. I'm good. <laughs> I'm chill. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, that was, I, I, I hope I explained that correctly. I, not that. And the actors that play both of them are very good. Um, especially, uh, Christopher Guest, I think plays, uh, Hubert, um, Prince Harper dink. Um, Ooh, I, I really like Christopher Guest. No, isn't Christopher
0: I, Guest the Count Rugen? Isn't Humperdinck Susan Sarandon's ex-husband?
1: Maybe. Yes, Chris Sarandon. That's who it is. Forgive me. Sorry. Yes, you are correct. Christopher Guest is the the six-fingered man, and Chris Sarandon is um is Humperdinck. Maddie, you knew something I didn't. Yeah, you know, I just watched this movie, like, an that, hour ago. That's fair, but still... Uh, her, that, uh, that's that's me hurt that's me hurting a little bit i feel like fred savage right now like i've just been personally insulted yeah i know yeah, he's so sitting it,
0: somewhere in hollywood really upset yes, he i
1: was he doesn't give a shit he's just like he, he's sitting somewhere blissfully unaware of this he's fine um yeah so it is it is uh, chris chris sarandon and christopher guest um but yeah, uh, that that was my take on the villains anyway. I I think there's a couple different ways you can take them. So I don't know if, like, like kind of like you were saying, like, I don't know. They just always, they've, it's always been interesting to me, like, that's, that's the way they reacted to that situation when, when traditional and classic villains don't react that way.
0: I truly have never thought that. It's so obvious now, but I've never actually have been like, wow, what cowards. It just never crossed my mind. It just always seemed like a kind of comical way for the scenes to end, especially the and Humperdinck it, one, like where Wesley has no strength and he just like says like, I'm going to beat you. And he's like, yeah, you are. So, okay, fine. Um, I always I think, thought it was like I think- comedic.
1: I think, I think I'm probably reading too deep into it. Like that's, but like, it is very, it is very funny. That scene is very funny because Wesley is literally just, he's on his deathbed still. And, and he, and like you said, he's just like, yeah, no, I'm going to beat you. And Humperdinck's like, yep, you sure are. And then like goes and ties himself to the chair. Like it is, it's very funny. Um, again, I, I think I'm probably, probably going deeper into the princess bride than any, anybody ever wanted.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I I like your take. I like your take a lot.
1: Thank you. Uh, I've, I've I've had some solid takes tonight. It's it doesn't happen often, but it
0: happens every once in a while. It helps that we both have probably seen this movie like dozens of times, right? Yes, it's on TV a lot. Like it's a movie that's around.
1: It is, and they're gonna play it a lot in February because it is it it. it the, I cannot say enough. I think this movie's very romantic. I really love Wesley as a romantic hero because he does fight his way back from, quotation marks, death and then actual death at some point to be with Buttercup, which is just... I mean, uh, again, I don't think you're going to find a... I do love when also when she pushes him down the hill and he's just going like, as you wish, and she realizes it's him. That, to me, is always very funny. And she's like, oh, shit, I just pushed him down the hill.
0: hill. Then they cut to them rolling down the hill or whoever it is. The stunt people rolling down the hill and there's this one part of it and it's the steepest looking thing it's literally scary to me like it's it's just one like five seconds and I think it's the buttercup stunt double rolling down the hill and it's like practically vertical I'm not gonna lie to you I
1: I have and I've always wanted to roll down that hill oh my god
0: this is where we differ on, like, you know, yes. theme park adventures and things like that. Like, I'm a baby.
1: Yes. Oh, well, I don't think you're a baby. I think you're probably a logical person that has some sort of self-preservation, whereas me, I'm just like, oh, look, danger. And I'm like, that sounds fun. Let's go
0: do that. Hello, Hudson. Get down. He- you should drink. There was definitely some huffing in that. Yeah, he definitely agreed. Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't, I can't with him. Um, Yeah, no, there's that (laughs) moment. And then um, another moment that always sticks with me from childhood, just to like, you know, I'm going to just take over and be bossy. Um, Another moment that always like stuck with me from childhood is when she falls into that sand pit. And then like, there's that, there's like that 20, 30 second beat where it's just like the rodent of unusual size, walking back, walking by. And then Wesley pulls them out of the sand pit and the two of them have so much sand in their eyes and their hair <laughs> and their faces. and like, it's a nightmare. Mouths. It's just so much sand on them that they did not fake. I don't know what they went through. Like, they must have, like, come through it and already had sand on their faces. That looks like the worst thing to film ever. It looks bad. And can you imagine how long they were in there? Like. If it was like no. you know real fantasy.
1: Yeah. It's no, I'm unreal. I agree with you. I, as someone who grew up in Florida where sand is fucking everywhere, let me just tell you something. It sucks. And I know it sucks. And you can kind of I feel like at some point you could see it on their faces. Cherry always is like like tugging them out of it. He's just like, This is probably like the fortieth take, and he's just like, fuck this. I cannot do this yes. again. It's everywhere, like
0: there's so Ugh. much sand.
1: There is so much sand. And like, I hate it's, to, not, I... it's
0: not warm where I live every minute, but I'm 20 minutes from the beach. Like, I know sand. Sand's everywhere. There's still sand in my car. I got it washed since the summer. There's still on the floorboards.
1: Maddie, I'm sure us just talking about sand, I'm pretty sure I can just feel sand in my crevices. Like, that's how sand works. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: That's exactly how it works.
1: That's <laughs> just like, and again, I hate to I hate to add to this drinking game because we've already drunk a little bit, but uh just there's not a lot I agree with it. The prequels of Star Wars, but what Anakin Anakin's hatred for sand, I feel like, is appropriate to bring up at this moment in time. I get it, like when he's like, it's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. He's fucking right. It does get everywhere and it sucks. <laughs> Sorry, it's worth the drink because I just like Anakin
0: was wrong worth about it. a lot of things.
1: But he was right about it. the sand. I'm just gonna put, really I'm gonna had, put that. He really
0: up. he really hated sand, and his he lightsaber did. is buried there. <sighs> okay, really the quickly,
1: sand. just a little. I'm not gonna talk about it too much because it's it makes me mad, and I'm gonna punch. Something. I just like threw but, my
0: phone over this. Yeah,
1: yes. Go On they put they, his lightsaber is buried literally in sand. Have you guys? I don't, Maddie. Have you seen the memes? That have been, like, Anakin, like, in the afterlife, just like, are you fucking kidding me? They buried it in the His, sand. It's, like, like ghosts screaming in the background. Let me just say, this is totally <laughs> no. worth the drink. But it's just, like, oh, There's there's a lot wrong with the Rise of Skywalker. I, that is one of those things. Sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop talking about it, because I legit- I, I say that every morning I, when I talk to my mom, I'm like, I'm not gonna talk about Rise of Skywalker today. We end up going on for, like, 30 minutes about it, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I don't need to talk about it anymore, but, I mean, if we're going to talk about how much Anakin Skywalker hates sand, we can't not talk and then about the fact that buried his, his fucking, fucking lightsaber, lightsaber is buried in on Tatooine in the goddamn sand. Yep. What? Nope. What? Yes. Yep. So, whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever.
1: No. All right. I mm. well, I feel like we should both get off this. Oh, you know what? It's turning <laughs> into a Fred Savage situation. We need to back off slowly. <laughs> just oh, back oh off slowly.
0: No, but I, 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 really, I, I was do like, have a question. Yes, go ahead. That's not about Star Wars. Um, that I've always wondered about this movie, because Humphrey calls her the princess. He like gives mm-hmm. her this title. Why is she a princess? She just make her a princess well no because
1: isn't she like at the beginning because so because wesley at the beginning is the farmhand so i always assumed like her father or her mother was like a lord or a lady and so she just kind of listen i don't know i don't know too much about how like the rankings work to be honest the duke and duchess thing is kind of confusing me at this point in time with Meghan markle and prince harry leaving uh but I will, like, I always assumed, like, her parents had some sort of stature, and he just kind of, like, she was the highest stature, and he needed to marry a princess. So there it was. Like, or, like,
0: because he's the prince. so and he I, just calls her a prince. Like, he just gives her the title of princess, right? Like.
1: Yeah. And I think that's also kind of, like. Again, you can kind of almost tell like a man wrote this like, oh, she needs to be a princess because that's what girls will relate to. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's super awesome. But at the same time, you're just like, like kind of the question, like, how is she a princess besides Humperdinck? Because she didn't really marry him. She technically didn't. So she's not really a princess.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: She's Mrs. Dread Pirate Roberts
0: or she's someone that lives on a farm with probably just a little more money than the farmhand. Well, she no, doesn't wear exactly assumed, nice clothes.
1: No, but I assumed like cuz uh, now now we're dive, now we're diving in a little deeper than I was expecting. So I'm assuming like if we're looking at this this would be like in like the 1300s or 1400s, right? Yeah,
0: sure. Something like that. <laughs> I mean, like... It's very, it's very ambiguous, the time frame.
1: It is. Again, I feel I like, think. I think, I think, I think we're, like, di- diving deeper into this. So, William Goldman and Rob Reiner are just, like, she's a fucking princess because we called her a fucking princess. Get the fuck over it. Like, <laughs> she's just, like, that's her title. She gets that. But I, I don't know. I assumed, like, her, fa- like I said, like, her father was, like, a, a lord or something. So, that's why Humperdinck chose her. Mm-hmm. all that, right that is my that's my answer for your question it's movie magic it's movie magic the other answer is fred savage hmm. <laughs> so i hate to keep bringing him up he
0: is in this movie though <laughs> he is in this movie for like six minutes
1: <laughs> that's right, right fred
0: savage <laughs> All right, I took us on a on a uh the Princess Bride tangent off of no, our, but it's
1: I mean it's a good question though. Like I mean, but I think I think it literally is like you said, but it's just like movie magic. They're like she's a princess. That's mm-hmm. we we called her a princess. She's a princess now. Because actually, yeah. I hate to bring this back to Star Wars, but I know that Jesus Leia's Christ. sorry. I just really quickly, actually, because I mentioned Leia earlier as well. So, because obviously, Leia is Princess Leia because Padme was her mother, right? Because Padme was the queen. But then she went to go live with Bail Organa, who was not any royalty. So, why do they still call her Princess Leia?
0: I'm just saying. Oh my god, Bail Organa is not any royalty. I he's always... not... no,
1: he's a senator, so he he has he he has a high position. But literally, why do they call her Princess Leia when they, d- I don't think it's a- like she. I thought it did- was through him. No, but it it's not, him. though. It's through pa- it's through Padme, though. But they don't, I- I'm assuming that, he- that if they don't acknowledge Anakin, they don't acknowledge Padme, right?
0: That would be but my assumption. Did, yeah, how would, she doesn't know she's adopted. Until like the exactly. Force tells her in the last movie. Right, so it's right? just
1: kind of like, yeah. So, uh, so obviously, like George Lucas kind of explains in the prequels, like, oh, well, her mom was a queen, but I don't think Bail Organa was like, yeah, Padme Amidala was your mother, because then she
0: has to, then he has to explain that. I always thought that was a title she got through her life on Alderaan, not through Padme. I don't know. But I'm just like, because Bale... I have never thought about it more than, like, Princess Leia. And I think about it yeah. a lot.
1: But, like, it's... It, it it Actually, it's so funny that these two characters have so much in common because of the princess to general thing as well. So, like, I, now I'm in full-on, like, conspiracy theory mode. Like, because they just have, yeah, like, all are. this connection. So, I mean, like... It's just, it, it's just like, if we're, like, calling into question, Buttercups is the same as, like, kind of calling, like, why do we call her Princess Leia? Because, I again, I don't think it was through bail, as far as I can tell.
0: Even me, a huge Star Wars nut. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I'm, I will take your advice on anything Star Wars, pretty much.
1: I, I mean, I'd probably further research should be done. There's someone out there that has much more information than I do. But, like, well, yeah, that's always something that's... Insane. Uh, people are insane, but people also, like, they, they are more into detail than I am. I'm into very specific things in Star Wars, and people go into, you know, like, people are in, invested in other specific things. Mm-hmm. So someone out there has probably actually done the research. I probably could just look it up. But it's just interesting that you had that thought about Buttercup, because it's kind of the same with Leia. Like, we just call her Princess Leia. Yeah. Huh. But, like, yeah. Know. So, Boom. Man, I'm making, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm making a lot of good points tonight. I just want to put You're that out. You're making a
0: lot of good points, but I want to say you've already brought up Star Wars twice separately. And I'm not going to make you drink for the uh, the one where we say, like, the princesses are now generals because that's big That doesn't really but... count. Yeah. Mm-mm.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up Star Wars again, but I, we were there. So I was just like, <laughs> it was just something that popped into my head. So,
0: But it's funny that it's already happened twice in our Princess Bride Valentine's Day. Month, yes,
1: episode. I and I said I wasn't gonna talk about Star Wars because it's making me mad at this point in my life, but I just it's it was just it, it actually coincided really well. So, your point kind of like brought up that. So, sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent, but I just wanted to uh <laughs> to put it <laughs> out
0: there. Um, uh, all right, let's bring so it back and take a drink.
1: I was about to say, I, you know, I just took a big drink and I'm starting to get a little bit of that wine headache, you know, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, winos out there
0: you should uh be drinking some weird drink cut with water so not get a headache don't make that uh, face to me
1: i'm not gonna lie to you that drink sounded so disgusting as you described it i wish you could have seen my face because i literally like <laughs> oh my god it was I a banner Yeah, it. <laughs> it was a banner moment for my face i just would like to say um Uh, So you touched on it a little bit in your um, 30-second summary. That was really a a minute-and-a-half summary. Uh, But uh, there are a lot of iconic uh, lines and scenes uh, in this movie. What do you think your favorite line is in this movie?
0: Mm. You know, I actually... Um, I really, really love, I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. Yes. Uh, that's a, that's a big one for me. Um, there's one that I can't remember what it was in this whole time. I've kind of been scrolling the quotes on IMDb because I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, but I didn't quote it in my summary because it wasn't necessary. And I thought I would bring it up as like an honorable mention from my summary. But why don't you tell me your favorite quote and I'll keep looking?
1: Uh I think uh I I do really love as you wish. I think it's like I, I, like to put it to put it a little crudely, I think it's romantic as fuck. Like that is such a cool line and like it is something like especially when he said especially in the beginning when Wesley's saying as you wish. And I think there's the line that the grandfather has because he's reading from the book when he's like, Buttercup realized that he was really saying, I love you. Like, I I do really like that. I also really love Billy Crystal. Go and have fun storming the castle. That's always really fun. It was a horrible
0: <laughs> Billy Crystal impression.
1: But that one was always, that's always fun. Um,
0: and the then, of course, the Billy I, Crystal scenes are hilarious.
1: Yes. And I think it's, I think Carol Kane is with him. Um, although I yes. haven't been very good at guessing actresses or actors today. So I think it is Carol Kane though, right?
0: Uh, let me double check. I said yes. Yeah. So unequivocally as if I could, yeah, it is Carol Kane.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, that's why well, you're you making you... me laugh
0: just seeing her.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, that scene is so good. And that like actually just getting the two of them, like to have even that shortest scene. And it is a memorable scene. Um, and the other line I really like, and this goes back to Inigo being my favorite is obviously, uh, my name is Inigo Montoya, you killed my father prepared to die. And I think it's just one of those, like, everybody knows that. And it is just, I, it is a te- I think it's a testament to Mandy Patinkin. for he, he delivers that line a lot in this movie, but it feels the same and different every time he delivers it, if that makes sense. Like, there's a, there's a different sort of... Um, like like push with it so yeah so those those are my uh my favorite lines I I I, I, I as you, I, I'm gonna go with as you wish like definitively I just I love it
0: I want to give an honorable mention this isn't the one I was looking for but this is another honorable mention for me is uh when Billy Crystal goes beat it or I'll call the brute squad and Andre the Giant goes <laughs> I'm on the brute squad you are the brute squad <laughs> 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 it's so good it's so funny i really want to find it it's a it's when it's when wesley first wakes up from being dead and and uh fezzik says something like you oh here it is wesley wakes up from being dead this is what i wanted to find and he goes why won't my arm why won't my arms move and Fezick goes you've been mostly dead all day (laughs) (laughs) I love the Andre the Giant lines. Like, every single one I've quoted pretty much are him. It's so funny.
1: I was going to say, I do want to shout out Andre the Giant, who is, Fezzik is such a fun character because he is this, he's this big brute of a man, but he's very much a teddy bear as well, which I I love that trope of having the big muscly, you know, like guy that looks very dangerous and stuff be like just the big teddy bear that's just like, no, I want to be your friend. Like, I just, like, I want to, like, I want to be part of this. Like, I don't, I don't, I am different, but I don't want to be different. Like, I always, I've always loved that, like, trope of that.
0: Me too. And it's like when he, when uh, Wallace Shawn tells him, like, just beat the shit out of Wesley. Just kill him quickly. And he's like, my way's not very nice. Why would I do that?
1: Well, yeah, and he is, he, 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 the other thing I really like about Fezzik is he is, he's this big brute of a man but he, the the brute, usually has no brains. But Fezic very much is he thinks for himself, and like he does, he has no reason to kill Wesley. So why would he kill? You know what I mean? Like even when he comes up, when when Wesley ends up facing him after he faces Inigo and before he faces um, Wallace Shawn, he even he's even like, I really don't want to do this, but you know, I'm, if I have to, I will. Which I is another like I do like how they subvert these 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 hero, hero, hero tropes in this, as well as the villain wins. And that, I think Fezzik's mm-hmm. a good, um, a good, um, example of that. Yeah. I agree. I do, I do love Andre the Giant. He's so, he's so wonderful. Yeah. He's lovely. He's, he's very great. lovely I never in watched this.
0: that documentary. Did you watch that documentary? No,
1: because it looks like it's going to make me cry. So I try to pass on stuff that looks like it's going to make me cry. You
0: do cry at everything, so there is I do that. actually. I I don't think this this film has ever made me cry. I will say no, this isn't a crying movie.
1: No, it's not. Even like the even it's not even like a happy cry moment. It just it just makes you feel very good because you do have this happy ending. Um, you know, so it's just it's not. There's no like sad happy moments like
0: in some there's, other films. It's like it is it, like middle of the road feel good.
1: Yeah, I will say, a lot of, uh, just kind of speaking about romantic comedies in general, there's very... I don't think any romantic comedy has ever made me cry. Like, even, like, happy cry.
0: Fair. Because it's, like, once they get, like, sad and, like, crying, they're more of, like, a romance movie.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I do think... um because I, I think we're going to talk about rom coms, because uh, once once we're done talking about uh, the Princess Bride, but I do think rom coms, they they are very they're very they're very broad, but they're very specific. And I, I agree with what you said. Like if it gets too sad, it's just a romance or a drama at that point. It's not a romantic comedy. And I think this one is very close to being borderline, not a rom com, but there's enough funny instances, and it is it's romantic as hell that it is a rom com. So you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But it, it like the rom com umbrella is so huge. Cause like I mean like look at um I was talking a little bit about this with my mom. Uh the when Harry met Sally, that's that's like considered the rom-com to end all rom coms. But it's not completely funny or romantic, but it is that rom-com and it's a balance that Nora Ephron really balances really well. But I mean, there's some very funny moments in it. There's some romantic moments in it, but it's really about two individuals finding themselves and then each other, and it just happens to have some elements of a rom-com. I, I feel like I'm not explaining that very well, but,
0: like... No, you're right. <sighs> but rom-com is such a... It's such a, like, niche, small thing, especially in film, like... Yeah. That... I think it I think it exists so much more in, like, books Um, uh, that... There's, like, there's things that a rom-com needs to hit. Otherwise, it goes, it skews somewhere else immediately, the movie.
1: Actually, I will say, and this is, I feel like, an unconventional rom-com, but it is. The first two seasons of New Girl are a perfect rom-com, and that is
0: a hill I will die on. No, you're right. New Girl's a rom-com, and The Mindy Project's a rom-com.
1: Yes, I still need to watch the Mindy Project, but I I've, I've seen enough of it to be like yes. And I think I I, I wish more TV shows would lean into being a rom com. I think Castle was almost a rom com at one point, but they didn't lean enough into that. They leaned more into yeah, the crime it, mystery side of it.
0: Yeah, it didn't catch that quite really. No, because they, they but did stay. Right the I first mean, two seasons of New Girl. They are. I mean, and like, uh, as oh go ahead uh and that one season of friends where like monica and chandler get together that's a that's so funny comedy season
1: it's so funny that you said that because i was just about to say uh, monica and chandler are a perfect rom-com storyline like they really are especially like when you see the other couples on the show especially ross and rachel like like Monica and Chandler coming to like you're completely right. They that season where they where they're hiding it from everybody, and there's the one where everybody finds out. Like Monica that's and Chandler are that it perfect.
0: Stuff.
1: It's I so good. That. Oh, oh, I absolutely love it. Oh, I, Monica and Chandler are way better than Ross and Rachel. I feel like that's not controversial, but it's true. And if anybody thinks that's controversial, sorry. It's true. Monica and Chandler are better.
0: Sorry, guys. Yeah, no, that's not controversial. That can't be controversial because that's just facts.
1: I think it is controversial, though, because people love Ross and Rachel. And I've never, like, I I don't know. Monica and Chandler have always seemed better to me.
0: I don't agree with that. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't agree with others. Yeah, I mean... um... I was thinking about this because on the last episode I was on, you brought up the characters that you identify with and that they're Mm -hmm. Chandler Bang, Jake Peralta and Nick from New Girl. Yes. And I can't think of the like a third one, but the two characters that like I always consider to be like weird versions of myself, like TV versions are Mindy from The Mindy Project. And okay. Liz Lemon from Thirty Rock.
1: I, I should. I feel like this is a good time to admit I've not seen either shows. And Thirty Courtney, Rock, I need to watch. I know. Don't Courtney. Pay.
0: How have you not watched Thirty Rock? You love SNL. I do love SNL, and
1: yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't watched Thirty Rock, so I should. Ad- I should admit that.
0: I've wow. seen enough of Liz All Lemon, right.
1: though, to agree that yes, you you are very Liz Lemony.
0: There's a lot of weird qualities that I share. It's the weird qualities. There's, like, one gif of Mindy from the Mindy Project saying, like, excuse me, sir, there's not enough cheese. You're not putting enough cheese on my tacos or whatever (laughs) it is. And, like, that's very much me. (laughs) It's things like that.
1: It's one of those things that you watch you're like, huh, that's funny. I also feel extremely called out at this moment in time. I don't know how this
0: happened. (laughs) <laughs> why are you calling me out so hard and and Mindy but, loves romantic comedies like she's always like quoting one there's a couple of episodes that are like they follow like a trope of like uh like you've got mail or um sleepless in Seattle or something like that and you should watch that show I know watch I both need both to I those need shows.
1: I need to watch both those shows. I, I am I am fully aware that I'm missing out. There's there's a ton of shows I'm trying to catch up on right now. I'm also trying to catch up on Star Trek The Next Generation at this point in time. So, got a lot of shows on my list. That's
0: a lot. That's a lot of shows.
1: Yeah, they all have, like, a ton of seasons, too. Listen, if people could just follow the British way of just having, like a, like, three episodes every 15 years, that'd be really great, and I could catch up a lot quicker. I'm just like That's to fair. point that out. <laughs> <laughs> like if we could just pull a Sherlock with all the shows, that'd be really fantastic. Thanks. Also, Stephen Moffat, Sherlock's if you're listening, is ever going
0: to come back? No, I was just
1: about to beg Stephen Moffat to bring it back, but it's not. They're too big now.
0: Although Benedict it's Cumberbatch
1: never- kind of seems to have fallen off the the earth a little <laughs> he bit. Feels like feels
0: like he's gotten like smaller. It feels like Doctor Strange kind of like was his like fall almost.
1: Yeah, I mean, like and this is coming from someone. This, this, this is how. If you've listened to this podcast, you know how much talk about Adam Driver. I used to talk about Benedict Cumberbatch that much.
0: Yeah, he was. You should have been in the he, box office ten years ago. It's sad. You it's only so heard sad. About Benedict Cumberbatch the entire time. Yep, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's, the drinking it's like, game would have been Benedict Cumberbatch and not Adam Driver. It would have been and.
1: Yeah, no, it's like, it, it really, I was just thinking about this the other day, especially I was watching something I and was I was too. like, oh, but I was like, ben and I know what you were watching
0: because you were watching the SNL skit of, uh, what's oh, the Oh, the, why is, why is Benedict ben Coverbatch hot? Yes, because I watched <laughs> it and I thought, oh shit, oh my god, like this is exactly the same arc of what Happened with Benedict Cumberbatch, which is what's happening with Adam Driver right now. Yes, especially but th- in the Courtney I, world.
1: Yes, it's true. I've I've loved very few men in my life. There have been three, and Adam Driver and Benedict Cumberbatch are two of them. So, Who's to so be fair? fair,
0: I'm very, I'm very. Oh, Rupert Grint's my OG. He's, oh, fair. Listen, is it Rupert Grint or is it Ron Weasley? It's both.
1: I I like Rupert Grint as well.
0: And then, and Daniel Radcliffe in the later years,
1: I'm a, like obsessed with his career now because he chose such bonkers projects that I absolutely like the guns love.
0: guns to his hands? Did you see that trailer? Oh my god, Gun- oh hell yeah, I saw
1: that. I'm going to be the first one in the theater the night that that's out. Are you fucking kidding me? Guns of Kimball looks fantastic. <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: It looks so dumb, I'm so excited for it.
1: <laughs> oh, my mom, I was talking to my mom. And I would not shut up about it. And then I tweeted, like, I'm low-key, or no, I put on Facebook, I'm low-key excited for this movie. My mom texted me, and she was like, you're a liar. You're more than low-key excited. I heard, like, 45 minutes about it. And I was like, yeah, no, you're, you're high right. You're high-key excited about that. <laughs> oh, I'm so, literally, that movie is like, what would Courtney love to see? And that movie is that. I'm
0: not even going to lie to you. Like, that movie is totally up my alley. Who's the director? Oh, I have to look it up. Hold on. That's um, okay. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't Edgar Wright.
1: No, it's not Edgar Wright, it but it looks really... like very much like an Edgar Wright movie. And Edgar then Wright, then Wright really I love it. would be him. made
0: for you. I know that.
1: Yes. Uh, baby, I'm just going to say this Baby Driver is a perfect film. And I will die on that hill as well.
0: It was just on TV again. And it was like on in my house while I was doing so. So good. It's, it's so good. It's so good. It's so, it's such a shame Kevin Spacey's in it. It's so sad. Oh,
1: it was literally what, I, the, you know how I make peace with that? He, his head ends up getting rolled under a tire and like crushed. So he dies. Yeah. He's, Kevin Spacey he dies. gets some sort of help. karma. Yes. It does
0: help that he and- dies.
1: Honestly, everybody's, like, on their A-game in that movie. Like, Jamie Foxx is perfect as bats. Oh, I literally... I have, like, the hugest, dumbest smile on my face right now because I literally love Baby Driver so much, it's not even funny.
0: I do, too. I really, really love that movie. It's oh, really it's good. it's so good. It is really good. It is not a
1: romantic comedy. I feel like we've gotten very up. No. After. That movie is we not really a romantic have. comedy
0: whatsoever. Can we wrap up but The whole- Princess Bride and then just talk about rom-coms? Yes, so...
1: Really quickly, so the last thing I want to ask you about Princess Bride, uh, before we get into a general discussion about rom-coms, because they are such a wide variety. Um, So Princess Bride, what about it makes it one of your favorite romantic comedies?
0: Uh, We said this earlier, and I think I can just sum it up in a sentence of, like, I find this movie to be romantic and extremely funny. Like, there are times where I am really into the romance and then suddenly I'm laughing out loud at the same joke that I've heard yeah. a million times. It feels like, and it has been quoted to me out in the real world. Like I'm not a witch. I'm right. a wife. I feel like I hear that all the time or anybody want a peanut. I hear that all like Taryn used to say that all the time in the box office. Do you remember that?
1: Yes. Ta- I will say this. I think Taryn, like might love movies a little more than I do because she always quotes movies. Like,
0: she's like an encyclopedia for quotes. She
1: is. She is. And I'm going to get her on this podcast. I'm very determined to get her on this podcast because I think it'll be a very, very good. Like, uh, I'm telling you guys, and Taryn's very funny. Like, she's just like, she's a lot like, she has my brother's sense of humor where, like, I, I feel like I'm going to explain this wrong, but Lucas and Taryn will get this is that, like, they like, they insult you, but it's so funny that you're like, that's fucking hilarious. I'm not even mad about it. Like,
0: yeah, it, yeah, the whole the, time I'm with her, she's mean to me.
1: But it's so fucking like, funny that you're just like, "Yeah, I know she loves me and it's really funny. <laughs> it's super hilarious. But no, I agree with you on, um, on The Princess Bride. And then Maddie, do you just remember that Fred Savage is in it and you're just like, oh,
0: fuck this movie? You know, when I was a kid, like <laughs> really <laughs> When I was a kid, the Nick at Night lineup. I don't remember what was on before it, but the thing like when I wanted to go to bed at like nine o'clock or ten o'clock was the Wonder Years, and it would be the uh what's that song? The Beatles, the Joe Crocker, uh, Joe Crocker cover of uh, I get by without a little help from my friends. Whatever the name of whatever the actual title of the song is. Yeah. Um. And it would start, and I would always turn the TV off at that time because it was like my bedtime that my parents had for me or whatever. And I never really wanted to watch that show. And it became such a thing that I turned it off that I kind of just don't like it, tur- like it skeeves me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, poor well, Fred I Savage. Was, I, I did the, I like, I like Pavlog dogged myself of this. Well, I will say this
1: before we just get to general rom-coms, is that The Wonder Years, you know, like, that romance on The Wonder Years is supposed to be, like, legendary. Like, everybody literally talks about that couple. F- I've never watched The Wonder Years, so I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't have such a reaction to Fred Savage. Um, He was in that one Boy Meets World episode where he tried to come on to Topanga, and Ben Savage was like, uh-uh, and pushed him through a door. I do remember that. See? Yeah, Fred Savage. See? You came on to Topanga. Just saying. I love but yeah, fuck that Fred house. Savage guy. Where is he? Is he behind this door? I don't. I can't see you, so I have no idea. <laughs> oh, there he is.
0: <laughs> you know, it's like a toddler when they're quiet for too long. Sometimes.
1: I mean, I don't know about that because I think we both agreed we both hate kids, so
0: I have no idea. <laughs> oh, it's gonna bite me in the, my ass when I have a kid, huh? <laughs>
1: And they're like, Mom, we found this podcast episode where it says you hate kids. You're like, oh, we don't, we don't talk about that.
0: Mom, remember those episodes Aunt Courtney recorded all those years ago? He said I'm... you hate kids. We just got to it... them now. The hey, you hate kids Maddie. and and Fred Savage. It's very
1: specific. <laughs> it's just very like, who's Fred Savage? <laughs> oh, poor Fred Savage. We know who you are. Don't worry, Fred Savage. Um, So I do want to talk um, a little bit about, um, excuse me, uh, romantic comedies. And we were, and you had, you, you instigated some homework for us making a romantic comedy soundtrack. So what, so what is it about romantic comedy soundtracks that you really love? Because I think romantic comedy soundtracks are very specific. And there's a reason why I think we were both like, yeah, that's a fucking great idea. Like, like that, when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's a fucking great idea. Like make a soundtrack. What is it about rom-com soundtracks? Uh, that kind of helped define that genre
0: so I'm gonna I'm gonna take your question but I'm kind of gonna twist it a little Mm -hmm. um because you had asked this is my thought process you had asked um and I might have because I wrote notes based off of like what you sent me on Twitter um and I wrote like that I needed to look up the favorite songs used a lot in rom-coms I was having trouble remembering, like, and thinking of songs that are used in multiple rom-coms, right? Yeah. And the only one I could think of was Let Go by Frau Frau. That's in the Garden State soundtrack and The Holiday. I don't think I know that one off the top of my head. Oh. Uh, It's the one that goes, there's beauty in the breakdown. So let go, let go, jump in. I can't sing. You said it was in the holiday. Uh, it's in the holiday and garden. Have you seen garden state? I've never seen garden state. I think it's a long Island, New Jersey thing. That movie it was really, be. really big for my life. Anyway, it was in both of those soundtracks and the garden state tra- <laughs> soundtrack. This one. Sorry. I start- yeah.
1: I started listening to it. Yes. I do know that song.
0: You know the song. Yeah. So it's, that's, in both those movies and it's on the Garden State soundtrack, which is very, very important to my life and like music that I listen to now and I still go back and listen to like The Shins because of it and Iron and Wine and like that was my real, real introduction into like a little bit deeper cuts of like Simon and Garfunkel rather than like just knowing like Mrs. Robertson and uh whatchamacallit. Uh, hello darkness my old friend which one's that
1: one? oh yeah yeah I Thank think I I think that's, I think that's it's just like I know which one you're talking about I don't know what the official title is but something is like silent. that yes the oh yeah the sad, the, the sad thing so, is the first thing I thought of was the trolls movie because they used that in the trolls teaser trailer and I was and like it was oh, great
0: <laughs> it was really great was, sorry I well, got like off the topic sad, yes. do you remember the sad Batman? when uh, yes, Ben Affleck and. Uh, that then- yes Yes. <laughs> that's a that's a great meme. Um so then I was thinking about like just like what is like a rom-com sat- soundtrack? Like each song like represents something. Um but so I kind of got stuck thinking about songs that I love like I think elevate a rom-com and elevate a movie. Um so I have a little bit of a list that we can talk it. about okay um let's do it when i love the beginning of legally bond that opens with perfect day and they're like handing out that card and it's like making its way to l um i think that like really elevates that scene um mr Brightside from the holiday
1: yes but mostly because i just relate to cameron diaz just scream singing that song in a moment of this this, the situation kind of sucks Let's sing "Mr. Brightside." I completely agree with that.
0: Um, When I I was g chatting a friend at work, and I brought that up, and she said, "Iconic." It makes "Mr. Brightside" a Christmas song. I go, "No, it doesn't." What? Yeah, I don't think <laughs> okay. it, I
1: think that's I think that's pushing it a little bit. I don't think it's a Christmas song.
0: That's her favorite song hap- in the universe. So she's like, "All right, anything that I can take."
1: Yeah, I hate to tell her it's not a Christmas song. Sorry, sorry, Maddie's friend. Sorry, Brooke. Sorry, Brooke. <laughs> sorry, uh, Coco's the worst. Sorry,
0: you just, you're learning that now. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think "Kiss Me" and "She's All That."
1: Yes, by Sixpence, nonetheless.
0: Sir. Exactly. Um, Benny and the Jets in Twenty Seven Dresses. Yes.
1: I do like in 27 Dresses when she's like, she's got electric boobs, and James Martin just goes, electric boobs, that's not the line. That always cracks me up. <laughs>
0: that's a great line. It's great. I love that part. It is. It's so good. Um, there's Can't Take My Eyes Off of You and 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. That's great. And my last one is a new one, and it's a movie I don't love, love, but it be- it skyrocketed this song into like infamy and it's truth hurts in something someone great which did you what see is that someone movie? great no i haven't even heard of that uh, movie it's a um rom-com on Look. netflix and it's with gina rodriguez who i don't care for but whatever um and she gets slightly problematic up her, <sighs> more than slightly but um she gets broken up but with her boyfriend of years and years that she expected to like, just be with. And it's really kind of sad, but like, okay. Like she just ends up being okay to be alone and like moving on with her life rather than like finding love or anything like that. It's good. I'm going to have to watch that. I would recommend the watch. And she gets broken up with, and she's drunk in her kitchen, in her underwear and a t-shirt, just screaming truth hurts. And her friend comes in to... to, like, take care of her and, like, start singing it with her. And it's great. I was going to say, I'm going to have to look at, because
1: I got distracted by all the other Netflix rom-coms that have been, like, overtaking it the past couple of years, like, Tall the Boys I Love before. And, um, i set it up. And I'll always do my maybe. Better.
0: That's also better. These are all yeah. better movies than this <laughs> one, except for the fact that this made truth hurts kind of like a little bit more of a song than it was right this was like right around like april last year i'm gonna have to check it out i'll probably actually watch that this weekend and then i um i had trouble because i have honorable mentions of songs in like romantic movies that like my heart will go on and uh whatchamacallit
1: that like, Titanic's like, not a rom-com, though.
0: It's not none of these are rom coms, but these songs are so no. good. They're good songs, but right. I feel
1: like I feel like they don't count though, because they're not rom coms. They songs. don't. They don't. Oh, excuse
0: me. It's hard.
1: I did. See, it's, it's funny really the ones that like that you jump to, because like in my head, I automatically jump to uh best of my love, who I don't know who the original singer is, but it's the one that goes like, oh, oh you got the best of my love. Like that always seems very rom-com y. And then um, Oh, the one that's at the beginning of Avengers and Babysitting. Um, oh, and then He Kissed Me. I love that song, too. And I feel like that's used in that? a couple rom-coms. That's the one that goes like... I was like bum, 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 bum. I, I'm not going to sing it because I'm very bad at it. But I think it's by like... Hold on. Let me see. Wait, you've seen Avengers and Babysitting, right?
0: Uh, probably a million years ago. Not enough that, like... Hold on. I could tell you anything that happens in it. That's one of those, like... I'm not... That's one of those, like, sleepover movies, right, that I've, I saw in the 90s?
1: Yes, and it's also one of those movies that, like, if it was showing in a theater and suddenly the projector went down, I could, I could reenact the whole film. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I know all the lines of that movie. Um, hold on, wait, I'm going to play it and then he kisses. me. Don't hold worry, on, You'll I have it. Don't worry. <laughs> Courtney's here. I know all the lines. Don't worry. <laughs> my moment. Hold on. I'm, I'm fine. Finally, my moment has come. Everybody's like, please just sit down hold on i'm trying to i'm trying to find it to play it and it's not gonna play no that's not what i want all right you'll just have to look it up later but it's a very good song okay because spotify because i'm i'm poor and i have free spotify so i can't play what i want to shuffle the whole playlist didn't mean to sound so bitter about it but
0: here we are yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'll look it up Um, when we're done
1: but I really do love uh, "Kiss Me" by Sixpence None the Richer. That does seem like an exclusively like uh, rom com.
0: Like such a rom com so,
1: movie. It is, and I'm just, I literally am just thinking of that scene from She's All That where she's coming down the stairs like after she's had her makeover, which is one of the trope, you know, like one of the rom com tropes, and uh huh, such so good. She I do love She's All That. And suddenly she's hot. Yes, I mean, like, oh, there's there's so many problems with She's All That, but I do, I love that movie. It's so, I mean, Agreed. Paul Walker's the fucking, like, sleazy bad guy in it. Come on, how do you not love that movie? I,
0: I love, love it. it. I love it. And I know how you feel about it, Paul Rock, Walker, like, I love it.
1: Yes. Oh, that's a whole different discussion, because then we're going to get into Fast and Furious, which I, I unironically love that whole franchise, well, oh, most of the franchise, but we don't have time for that. That's not what this is about. It's not a Fast and Furious who, podcast.
0: Who are we looking at? Are we looking at you, Tokyo Drift? Is that the one? What's the one we're looking uh, like, at? Well, which one's the one like you do don't you... like?
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't like, I didn't like number eight, and I'm not a huge fan of number two. Oh, it's number two.
0: I couldn't remember if it was yep. two or three.
1: Too, too Fast, Too Furious. I'm not going to lie to you guys, when we didn't have a sequel title for The Last Jedi, I really wanted them to call it Two Force, Two Awakens, because that cracked <laughs> me up did not happen
0: <laughs> the like the naming of the fast and the furious movies like the way it's gone is it makes hilarious. no sense and i love all those memes of like they'll rename like the harry potters that way they'll rename like lord of the rings that way like i love it it's I love so funny
1: those. oh the third one is always tokyo drift like no matter what it is it's like harry potter yes. tokyo drift like that's what the third one always is it's so good <laughs> oh i agree with you it's so fucking funny that franchise is that franchise is bonkers, but I love it. It's like my, it's like you know, like that crazy family member that not everybody loves, but you're always like, you've always been good to me. I like you. That's what Fast and Furious is to me.
0: That's way too <laughs> deep of a dive
1: into my love for the Fast and Furious, but there we go. No, nah, it's all good.
0: <laughs> um, um. So going
1: back to the soundtrack, you did you 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 gave us homework. mhm, I did.
0: I did. I, um, I, I don't think anybody's going to know
1: any of the songs that I
0: picked. No one's going to know any of the songs that I picked, but I think this is for us, right? Yes. <laughs> people people are going to be like, then why are you still
1: recording? <laughs> They're going to be like, just turn off the recording and you two discuss this among yourselves. Um, Whatever. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. You're That's right, Fred Savage. Go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Fred Savage, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm really sorry, Fred Savage. I really am. I'm so sorry. I keep bringing you
0: back into this. I don't mean to. So let's do, um, let's do instead of going the entire, um, soundtrack. Let's do each opening song. Like you name yours, and then I'll name mine. Okay, so mine and is we'll- "Beware the Dog" by the Griswolds. Uh, so my opening song is "Take It Easy," but the Jackson Brown version, not the Eagle version.
1: See, I don't think, I, oh, I do know that song. So yeah, I think, I think I should, I should, yeah, you know I think I should clarify. So Maddie's homework for both of us was to choose like a rom-com soundtrack for our life. Like, so like if we had like, an, you know, our rom-coms have like openings and there's, there's the me cute and rom-coms and then there's, you know, oh, we're getting to know each other and then angst because can't have anything without angst and then a reunion and then end credits. So that's yeah, what. So, so that was our, our opening credit
0: song. Yeah. So we have an opening song, a meet cute, a transformation, which I think could either be like transforming into love or trans- like actually like having like a makeover or like, and it's she's like all that, that, like where she takes like off her glasses montage. and suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then an angsty separation, and then end credits. Yes. All
1: I right. don't know why so, it has to be so uh, angsty. There's so much angst in the world. Just let it be happy.
0: I love angst. I love it. I, I, love I hate it. I, I hate especially it. love it in music.
1: <laughs> I hate it. Oh, in music, it's not so bad. In movies and television, I hate it. I only want <sighs> it for like a hot second. In movies I don't, and television, I don't mind it. I was going to say if it's like if it's quickly resolved, like. You know what the perfect amount of angst is? I'm going to bring this back to rom When Harry Met Sally has the perfect amount of angst, because it has it for, like, ten minutes towards the end of the movie, and it's because they're Correct. both too proud to admit that they love each other, and then Sally exactly. kind of does it. Yes. And then Harry realizes it within, like, ten minutes, even though it's been, like, the span of, like, six months, and then they find each other. That's the perfect amount. When Harry Met Sally. Correct. Perfect amount.
0: Yeah. And it's, like, worth it, and it's necessary. Yes. And it happens and I don't feel shitty about it. Like
1: a lot of angst, I feel like really shitty. And I'm just like, no, like if you guys are just like, like and the, when Harry met Sally, it's the perfect amount of time happens within like 15 minutes. They get it resolved. They come
0: back together. Boom. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yep. Agreed. Um, so your meet cute song.
1: Mine's candle lit by a frightened rabbit, but the more I listen to it, it's, I mean like it, it's a very like meet cutie song, but it's also kind of
0: sad. I don't know that song, so I'm gonna to have to go and listen to it on your. I followed you on Spotify, so I'm gonna to have to go listen to it. Um, there's so um, many playlists. I'm very sorry. That's okay. I have everyone <laughs> has a lot of playlists. It's your own personal Spotify. I, that happens to everyone. Uh, and you don't pay for Spotify, so if you make a playlist, does it just shuffle your playlist? Um, if I'm on a
1: browser, no. But if I'm on my phone or iPad, yes.
0: Okay, so that makes sense. It's very, very finicky um my what's your cute song? song is a sky full of stars by Coldplay. i think it is has that that the like, look dramatic... at the
1: stars look at the no, shine for um...
0: you oh that's yellow no that's that's yellow um this one's is your sky your sky full of stars oh i do know that this song one... yeah so that yep. one's good it has that like dramatic opening it like Dung 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 dung. Um, so I always think that I do would be very dramatic and good and fun in a mu- movie, like that moment where your eyes meet. Dung dung dung. Yeah. Uh, what is you're your here transformation? Sl- How, what What
1: am I doing? I was just to you're out here picking songs that everybody knows, and I'm just like, let me just be a, as obscure as possible for like the one person who's like, yes, of course, do that frightened rabbit song.
0: That's okay. I'm going to get very obscure for one of them. Uh, what is your oh, transformation song?
1: Mine is "Staring at the Sun" by Post Malone and SZA. Uh, that's not obscure. Is is that like a hit? I don't know because I, I to no, be fair, not I listen. Obscure. Okay, I feel like that's a little more like you had to listen to the album.
0: Yeah, but sort like of thing. Post Malone thing. and SZA are both very popular artists. Yes, but
1: I don't think a lot of people would know this off the top of their head.
0: That's fair. All right, what um, was yours? I, I chose for the montage transformation. I'm, I keep saying montage because I don't think it's like a transformation per se, but I chose, but it is like, um, you know, kind of like getting to know each other, montage kind of thing. Uh, Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet.
1: Oh, that is you know a good one.
0: Song? I do yeah, know that one. That should
1: be. It is a fun movie. one. Yeah, it should. You're not.
0: You're not wrong. I want, I want that in every movie. That song came out, and I think it was like my number two of the year of what I listened to. I loved that song so much. I still love it.
1: It's good. I like Janelle Monae. Just in general, she's like great. she just has like that. Like she's a very good vibe. I like her. Like like music wise, and just like I'm I'm talking myself into a hole. I just need to stop talking. What was my AC separation no, song? Great. Good. Good question. Yeah. So I could stop talking about Janelle Monet and just like sound like a horrible person, not horrible person. That came out wrong. I'm not very funny. Now. I was making good points.
0: Podcaster. Yes,
1: that's I. I can't have his words well. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, my AC separation song is "Godspeed" by Frank Ocean.
0: Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. There you go. Um, I went. I went the emo route. My angsty separation song is—it's called "Our Apartment" and it's by a band called Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties, which is a side project by uh, the lead singer of the Wonder Years, which is my favorite band. But not her
1: favorite show. Fuck you, Fred Savage. But not
0: my favorite show. Fuck you, Fred Savage. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (sighs) And what he did on this album was he was having writer's block. And he pretty much, like, made up a character and wrote an entire album of his marriage falling apart. And so this first huh. song is, like, his wife leaving him and, like, him being in the empty apartment and, like, not being able to sleep in the bed and having to sleep on the couch. Um, it's one of my favorite songs ever. And there's a line that's... um I found enough of your hairbands to build you a monument, a statue of loneliness, breathe it in, let it go, which is so angsty and emo and also true. Like if I were to suddenly disappear, there would just be hairbands everywhere of mine. Right.
1: Um, so you were like, I relate to this.
0: I relate to this like, in the way true. that that would be, that could be written about me.
1: <laughs> um, That's awesome.
0: So yeah, I love that album. I love it. And so, well, what, what is your end credit scene?
1: So my end credit song is "Naked" by X Ambassadors, which I absolutely love that song.
0: I don't think mine is as upbeat. That's like a pretty like upbeat song, right? It is. It's very upbeat.
1: We've had we've had a nice reunion, so it's very it's very positive and upbeat at that point.
0: I don't think I like mine anymore. Mine, I'm thinking of, like, mm-hmm. credits rolling and the screen's black, right? And it's a oh, song my, that's mine not... mine is,
1: mine's the same. Like, mine, uh, that's how I okay, imagine, good. like, if I had a movie, like, that's how that, that, that's the end credits. Like, yeah, like you said, like, screen black, credits rolling.
0: Mine is a completely different vibe. <laughs> um, I chose Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen, which is, like, a deeper mm-hmm. cut Bruce Springsteen unless you're, like, a big Bruce Springsteen person.
1: I was going to say, I don't think I know that song off the top of my head.
0: That's okay. It's more of like, um, it's got more of a narrative structure than most of like Bruce Springsteen songs. Uh, But it's just one of, it's, it's a song that if I had to like have a movie, it would be, I would pigeonhole, I would somehow shove that into the movie, whether it fit or not. So it's fitting in the end credits.
1: (laughs) You just be like, this is in this movie. This is happening get yes. over it
0: yeah pretty much yeah. that's exactly that's what i did it just happened to be <laughs> to be fair
1: that naked by the ex-ambassadors if i if i ever make a movie i'm fighting for it to get into a movie that gets made because i think it's a great like movie song like i don't know if that's how you feel like it's like a great like cinematic movie song just in general but like that's how i feel about that song
0: that's not quite how i feel about thunder road but it's just like If I were to have that kind of power and, like, unlimited whatever, I would make sure that people going to see movies now remembered that that song existed. Yeah. I feel like Um, like the
1: end credits song isn't as big of a thing anymore.
0: It's not, right? Because it used to be, like... It used to be huge. That would be the movie song that you wrote, like the Skyfall or the, like, James Bond song, right? That's the end credits song. or Right. Is that the beginning credits song, technically, the James Bond songs?
1: Yeah, James Bond, there's always the opening credits. But you're right, like, the because those are always hit. Like, those are always on the radio. Like, we don't have that, like, the one I'm thinking of most recently is Frozen 2, so they obviously have Into the Unknown, but the the credit song, when the credits roll, is Panic! at the Disco's version of Into the Unknown. But that never made it on the radio.
0: That's so, a new Disney thing, though. They do do that with their, like, the hit song of the movie. Is, like, their credits. Is, song. like, done by a famous artist. Because there's, like, the Demi but, Lovato Moana version.
1: Yeah. and I, But I will say they did that in the 90s because, like, um, the credit song would be ever, like, you know, like, Hercules, uh, uh, Michael Bolton did a version of Go the Distance. Um, and obviously Christina Aguilera did the version, uh, the Mulan, um, I can't think of the song title right now, but like, you know oh what God, I mean. Oh it's like, like, gonna kill us. I, he mentioned it in the last episode too, because it's Christina. Reflection? Is it reflection? Uh, it is reflection. Thank you. Oh a Sim, uh, I totally knew that I was testing Maddie, so she took a while yeah, to answer, And lot. she? I, got. I listened
0: to the answer. I did listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so it's new in my head. <laughs>
1: i should have remembered that though but you know what i mean
0: like i think that like, it very much is a disney
1: thing but like like ma- like movie like mo- like general movies just don't do that anymore and i feel like it used to be a bigger um like no matter what the genre was i feel like 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 a straight up drama is not gonna have that but like other like action movies and stuff
0: they don't have that yeah anymore. yeah like top film about... uh highway to the danger, danger zone, zone. That a, was that the uh, end I... or the beginning I feel like that was the beginning it, too. I feel like I keep doing beginning I think like they, songs.
1: They played it. They played it at some point in it. Uh, Kenny Loggins had like a ton of great eighties like themes because he had "Footloose" too. Oh,
0: he
1: Footloose is a great song. Great song. Kenny a Kenny Loggins. Kenny. Uh no, no I don't think it's so. Drama? I don't define what it. What is that? It's a it's not dance very romantic, drama. Is it? Uh huh. No, I mean there's there's romance in it. But I'd say I'd it's not more the drama. now. yeah, I agree. Ken, Kenny Loggins, we love we love you. Fred Savage, you you are no Fred Savage. We love you. So go, Kenny Loggins.
0: <laughs> Keep doing what
1: you're doing. <laughs> on the scale
0: on the scale of Adam Driver to Fred Savage, you're you're towards the Adam Driver side.
1: You are towards the Adam Driver's side. Benedict Cumberbatch apparently has fallen towards the Fred Savage side. Sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know how that happened. I don't know either. Point he thing. has. He just disappeared. I'm just saying. I just want to put it out uh, there. The Marvel stuff so really takes a lot out of you. I guess so.
0: He had to be Who in knows? He didn't even the, like, Avengers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's Robert DeGeneres
1: just had, had
0: Doolittle. Yikes. Oh, my God yikes is right
1: i'm i'm not gonna trash i i trashed a movie a couple weeks ago and i refuse i don't want to do that again so i won't i won't i won't trash it but yikes
0: yeah, i feel like yikes is a very right. appropriate
1: word yeah um so maddie we've been talking for over an hour and a half about princess bride so before oh we wrap my up God. I know. We talked for a while. Mostly most of it's fuck Fred Savage. That's tends, that seems to be what the whole episode is. Um but before we wrap up, what do you think is your favorite like rom-com trope?
0: Because rom-coms are very have, specific in the
1: things that happen.
0: I have multiples, of course. Go for I it. I feel like I've overachieved this episode. Um Let's hear them. One of my fave what's funny is I'm gonna name four favorite rom-com tropes and they're all going to be applicable to you got mail which was almost the movie i chose for this which is a great rom-com yeah um my favorite rom-com tropes are fake unrealistic new york city
1: yes um (laughs) it's not new york is not like it is in the movies i can attest as someone who came from outside new york to go to new york it's not
0: I love like the apartments that are just so unrealistic, and like the clean subways, which are unrealistic. And even like when they like try to make it seem real, it's still unrealistic. <laughs> and I love like the streets are not just not New York. You just can tell when a movie's filmed in New York and when it's filmed in like the middle of nowhere Pennsylvania. Yeah, or you're like, not wrong. Uh, what you call it, Canada? Um (laughs) another favorite of my rom com tropes is like a sassy best friend. Like not the best friend that they fall in love with, like the best friend that they're talking to, and they're like, I just hate him so much. And it's like, no, you're in love with them. And it's like, oh my god, I'm in love with them. And like they run away to like because they realize
1: Right. Like the person that uh, can see everything clearly that your hero or heroine can't.
0: Exactly. Um, I love that. I love an enemies to lovers story. That's a big fade for me. It's so good. It, it just, it's so good. It's, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and then my other one is like an unknown or a secret identity, like where it's just either someone's kind of like not telling the truth, which I know is lying, but you know, whether it's because they're famous and they're hiding their identity or you know like in the princess bride when he doesn't let her know right away that it's him uh things like that i love
1: i was gonna say which is what which one which is one of the tropes that princess bride um does which is what makes it a romantic comedy because it does have several of those tropes in there but actually i'm thinking specifically to um to Uh, you've got mail i kind of want to go off that one that you said like where it's like the secret identity where i do like where one person finds out and the other doesn't and then they the other person still falls in love with the person anyway i do love that even though like one person is in the know and the other isn't um Mm -hmm. i do love you've got mail such a good movie
0: um i just i love the end of you've got mail when like he has that day before he tells kathleen kennedy that it's him and he, like, is kind of romancing her and is like, you could be in love with me. And then he says, like, if only we met and then I'd take you out to dinner and then till death do us part. And then right. he, like, walks away. And it's like, oh, my God. I love that part so much.
1: It's very good. I mean, and it's honestly, You've Got male has also, like, the perfect amount of angst where it's just like, all right here it is but don't worry here's here's the last 10 minutes you're fine it's all good here you go
0: i know and it wraps up
1: so fast it wraps up and like you've got mail wraps up incredibly fast yeah
0: so fucking quick what are your favorite rom-com trips
1: i like i I always like the revel i I always love when the the hero or heroine realizes they've been in love the whole time and it's been super obvious and everybody's been like yeah no shit and they just have that moment i always love that i always love um i love i do love the big romantic gesture i always feel like that's a great like it's so unrealistic and that is not how life is but i do love like the big romantic gesture if you have someone running through an airport I probably love your movie. I'm not going to lie to you. I love that. I think that's great.
0: I get a little squirmy with that. Like, I even get a little squirmy when he does, when, like, Heath Ledger does the Can't Take My Eyes Off of You song number. Like, I I know it's it's supposed to be squirmy.
1: I think it's a bit of, like, a secondhand embarrassment. Like, I do do get that. But I I like that feeling of, like, it is very, like, you know it's going to end happy. So you're just kind of, like like, it's... It's that secondhand embarrassment, but it's also that oh, like you know, like that just that feeling you get. I don't know. It's it's like mm-hmm. a weird mix of the two. So I do love that. Um soundtracks are a big thing I love in um in rom com. So I was very excited when you were like, Let's make soundtracks, I was like, done and donezo, I already got it done, but don't worry.
0: That is something I really something love to about my them. way into work tomorrow. Like I'm gonna actually know your songs by tomorrow.
1: I'm so sorry. I Like they are literally random arrangements that I make, so
0: no, they probably like won't
1: like flow together. But like I do, I do love the I, I love the soundtrack um, aspect of any movie. But soundtracks in romantic comedies are so important, and they do set the tone. So I do I I, I I like when you were like, "Let's do that." I was like, "Yes, that completely fits this because that is what romantic comedies do, and it does fit that." It that's something I do love about it. it's not it's not very tropey, but like that feels like something that's so inherent in the dna of a rom-com so Mm -hmm.
0: hopefully that makes sense do you think um i was thinking about this today do you think that you and i like our upbringing has like skewed us to loving romantic comedies and like just for anyone listening like courtney's mom is a romance writer and my mom is a librarian who anytime she wasn't reading a children's book would like do a palate cleanser of a romance novel. And my grandma was always reading a romance novel. She always had those like paperbacks from the store that she would like trade in. And she just constantly had these like bodice rippers in her hands. And I think it's something that like is so a part of my upbringing to love romantic comedies in this way.
1: Yeah, I think it, I definitely think it's something I got uh, from my mom. Like, because my mom always, like, no matter what, and, you know, like, my parents are divorced now, so it's it's so interesting to see. Like, I do like finding that happily ever after in films. Like, you know what I mean? Because real life isn't like that. So, like, I, and, my, and my, like, no matter what, my mom has always maintained like a happily ever after. In romance, romance novels, not to spoil any romance novel anybody's ever gonna read, but there's sex and then they end up Happily ever after, like that's how romance novels. So I like that that consistency of uh, yes, I, I do. The, this is a very roundabout way of saying yes, yes, I do think our upbringing probably had a hand in that because I think because those because romances end happy. Like there's very few that end unhappy.
0: Yeah, agreed. And I don't like to read the ones or watch the ones that don't end up happy. No, like, like fuck I don't Titanic. Need to- Beyond Fuck Titanic, like, what's the one where, like, he gets, hurt, like, hurt? What's the one with, um, Phil Collins's daughter? Oh, Lily Collins? Oh, um, oh, uh, is it Dear Rosie? And the guy, again, the guy from The Hunger Games? I haven't watched that. I think it's like, Dear I Rosie. It's I haven't watched it
1: either. Well, that's, like, that one, and then, um, <laughs> uh, uh, Me Before You, which is the one that's- I think with- but I think Sam Claflin's in both of those. Um, is he
0: in both of those?
1: I might be thinking of is, Me Before
0: You. More. I think Me
1: Before You is sadder, because Me Before You, he's he's a paraplegic, and I think he's dying, and then yeah, they fall in dying love. before
0: her. I will die before you. Me before you. Yeah, uh, yeah no. and
1: uh, that, that was one of those, I saw the trailer, and I was like, yeah, fuck that movie, I'm not going to see that. Like, the trailer <laughs> made me cry, so I was like, no. Well, that's, like, the movie that came out last year, not... I, the one with um, Amelia Clark and Henry Golding, um, Last Christmas. Um, I don't know if you saw it or read up on it. I'm not going to spoil anything,
0: but I don't think is that one gonna has be a sad? very happy
1: ending. Uh, okay. It is going
0: to be sad. <laughs> All right. It, I didn't know that, but I don't, I'm don't. not surprised by that based off of the... It's going
1: it's to be sad, but it's set to George Michael music, so there you go.
0: Great. <laughs> Wham, That's not there enough. you go. That's oh, not enough. We
1: didn't We didn't even mention music and lyrics, which you know
0: I love. Oh my god, that, I love that movie, Films on Long Island. At Adventureland uh, on Route
1: 110. I'm not even I'm not even going to lie to you. Me and my mom and my brother cuz we dragged him along saw that movie in theaters seven times at least.
0: You see movies in theaters a ridiculous amount of times.
1: I haven't lately, but yes, That's a yes lot. we do. We that is a lot. We, saw, Me and my brother saw Sky High eight times in theaters. That's also a lot. It's a lot. We love that movie. That movie's fantastic. That
0: movie's, if you haven't... I've seen so it good. once, so I don't remember. But what? I'm going to say it's uh, please good. Go I think watch, it was good.
1: Please go watch Sky High. It's amazing and fantastic. It's so good.
0: But no, music oh. and lyrics is really good. And that song that they have at the beginning, I think of you every time I Pop like, goes see my heart. it on the entry yes oh my god and that's something that like i was a fan of and i had seen for many years before i knew you and you love it so much that it became something that i associate only with you, you and not, that's like, how I like my feelings about it
1: that's how i warm my way into people's lives i make myself like associate with movies so every time you see it, you're like huh courtney and you're just like i oh, forgot well, about that movie
0: that's a great movie it's... i want to rewatch that movie that's this week it is.
1: It's a rom com too. It's a good rom com. It's we got have Hugh that Grant own in it.
0: episode. Of I course, should, I, it's I'm a rom com if it has Hugh Grant in it.
1: Yes. I mean, Notting Hill. Two weeks' notice. Anything else? Uh,
0: Four weddings and a you funeral. Just, Does that th- count as a rom com?
1: Yes. To be fair, I've only seen Four Weddings and a Funeral once. It's been a very long time. It's. I know, like everybody loves that movie, but I've only seen it once. I'm okay with it. I actually
0: watched the TV show. It was supposed to be Which good. I, I haven't watched the TV show yet. Yeah. I liked that.
1: Um, But yes. So Maddie, I feel like we need to wrap up because we've been we'll talking for stop. two hours. We do. <laughs> so off. just before we go on. um, So thank you very much for coming on and talking Princess Bride and showing me your newfound hatred for Fred Savage. That was something fun to learn
0: about. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Thank you so much for having me on. I want to apologize <laughs> to Fred Savage. Um, I want to apologize to myself for playing this drinking game at seven. Th- I want to apologize to seven thirty in the morning, Maddie, for this drinking game. Yeah. I'm gonna I didn't apologize take it too to seriously. That. Did you?
1: I I, I took it semi seriously. I do have a I do have a sparkling water next to me though, so like every time like I have drank, I've taken like a sip of water. Yeah, I like legit careful. sip like, of water, don't get not me wrong. not your like. Not your workaround of putting water in your drink—that doesn't count. Like actual. No, I also like... have a
0: water on the side. That
1: they. All drank. right. Yeah, I've been careful. Because your water, your water on top to hydrate your alcohol. That that, that doesn't count. <laughs> I hate to I hate to break it to you, but. <laughs> um, so, but thank you again for coming on, guys. This has been thank Ghost Jason at the podcast where I talk favorite films with some of my favorite people, and we will see you next time. Like I said, we're going to continue rom com month all throughout February, so I will see you guys then i